This is an ACB community call presented by American Council of the Blind. This Unmute Presents Education Series was hosted on Tuesday, December 27th, 2022. Hello, everyone. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. Hope everyone is having a great holiday and had a great Christmas if you celebrate and having a great holiday this week. Uh, We have a special class number two today, which is going to be the number two in the series of using the camera and photography with Michael Doyce, and he's here with us. Uh, We are going to be taking questions throughout. Uh, We'll let him get through his presentation, and then we can take questions as we go. Also, be kind. Make sure that you give the same respect to other people as you would want for your question, and we'll get through everyone's first time through on asking questions. And then if we have time, we can take second questions, uh, time permitting. Also, we have a couple cool things going on and some announcements. So, Michael, you want to talk about those? Yes. So, um, first of all, quick reminder, you can find Unmute Presents replays, including Michael's last call he did two weeks ago in the Unmute Presents podcast feed, as well as ACB Community podcast feed. If you are interested in some of the additional content I'm talking to uh, talking about, this additional content is only available in the Unmute Presents feed and will not be in the ACB community feed. On su- this past Sunday, I Christmas Day actually, and I didn't realize that I pre-recorded it. I recorded a quick demonstration of the Blind Shell Classic 2, and specifically how you can add all 10 ACB media streams to your favorites on the Blind Shell Classic 2. That way, when you open the favorites for internet radio, and if you want to listen to ACB Media 5, all you have to do is press number 5 and OK. Or if you're interested in ACB Media 3, you just press three and then okay i thought it was pretty clever so you can go learn how to do that in the latest episode that was published to the podcast feed uh previous prior to that we had Thursday's episode, which was a uh, thanks to Anthony for allowing us to do it. And we took the Sunday edition that posted the Sunday before Christmas and replayed that. In the first hour, we were uh, in the first hour, Anthony was talking with an individual about some some interesting creative inclusiveness for kids so definitely keep that and the second hour the reason it got published to the unmute podcast feed is you get to get a little personal with marty and i so if you haven't heard that go give it a listen it's it's a longer episode but that's what our thursday content is 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 longer content and then the the tuesday before that obviously we posted the replay of last week's call now On January 10th, we have the team from RAS Mobility coming to do a presentation on the Mini Vision 2 phone, and they may or may not have some interesting announcements to share with people, so you'll want to tell someone who might be interested in this. This is a phone that's come up a couple of times in our conversation, and I've been fully transparent, and I've said I know nothing about this, but let's get RAS Mobility to come and talk on... uh, uh, unmute presents and see what they can tell us about this specific device. 
device and how it works. And uh, hopefully I'll have a couple of devices to play with tomorrow and we'll see what may happen. So that'll be on January 10th. And with that, I'll hand it over to you, Marty. All right, everyone. So with us, we have Michael Doyce, and he's going to be talking to you guys about the camera and photography today. And so Michael Doyce, welcome and take it away. All right. Well, first off, can everybody hear me? Okay. Yeah, we can Lovely hear you. Play. Sound good. Sounds great. So thank you, Michael and Marty, for having me back. It's an honor to be with you all today. And uh, you know, I, like I said last time, photography is a big subject to me. I love photography. And we talked about last time a lot of the terms and uh, the different language that you'll need to know to kind of be into that space. And we talked about how to line yourself up and to take a good photo. Today, I wanted to talk about the different apps that you can use that will assist you in taking a good photo. Last time, we really concentrated a lot on the camera app. And I figured we would talk a little bit more about that today, but we're also going to go into uh, a little more depth. And uh, I want to leave a lot of time open uh, during this presentation to get your recommendations. What apps do you use? And so uh, I, I always like to know what people use as far as their apps. Um, the, the first thing I want to go back into is the camera and talk about zoom. And we talked about the different qual the different types of cameras, you know, the fact that we have multiple camera lenses and what they're for. And one of the things I don't think we really hit on too much was the zoom level, because you've always heard you could pinch to zoom in. If you're using vision, you can, you know, do these different things, but what does that mean? And the neat thing is, is that now on the iPhone, they have these different zoom modifiers. So like you'll see that 0 0.5, 1, 2, or 3 uh, when you're flicking through with voiceover. And those are predetermined zoom uh, uh, amounts that will look the best instead of getting a blurry picture. And they use the different lenses on your phone. Um, so if you're... I, if you're zooming in, you might want to use those presets just to get a good photo. Uh, and it's just uh, a good rule of thumb. That way you get that good picture. Uh, and I think most smartphones have that now, but it's a very good way to um, get that optical uh, zoom instead of worrying about digital algorithms making your picture blurry. So I just wanted to throw that in there first, but that's in the camera app. Um, one of the apps that I wanted to start with, and we've mentioned several of these uh, in the in the first presentation, but I want to really go back to them. Uh, you know, we talked about Ira, and Ira is a great way to take a photo. And the reason is is that you can get uh, sighted assistance to get you that good shot. You could say, you know, I, I think that there is this object over here, and we'll get to object detection in just a minute. You know, we have that in the camera, right? But um, we, you know, have other apps that can do this as well. So you could say, I think that the I'm in an area where I should be able to take a picture of these things, like, you know, an amusement park ride that'd be kind of neat to show people. Or, um, you know, you have family members uh, home for the holidays. Or, um, you know, even our cameras are getting good enough to take uh, videos of fireworks, folks. 
Um, so when you're at New Year's, uh, you know, New Year's coming up, if you're at a fireworks display, you might be able to get a good video of those fireworks. And we also talked about that feature called live photos. So you can get a good little three-second clip of some fireworks if you take them like that. Um, I bet with, uh, you know, lightning, if you... Uh, if you're looking outside during a thunderstorm, you may be able to get some lightning with that live photo. But, um, you know, going back to what we were talking about with the, um, you know, object detection, Ira can help you get that good shot. And so what you can do is uh, you, if you're, uh, depending on what plan you have, even if the for the five-minute a, a day plan, I think that's what it's to now, you can... Say I'm I'm here at this location. I'm trying to get this good shot. Can you guys help me take a good photo? Now again, the most important thing here is to keep your hand stationary. Make sure not to move your hand much. And but the nice thing is, and and this is what some people may not think about, um, is when you go to press the button to take the picture, your hand's going to move some. With Ira. That's not the case. They could take the picture while you're just holding your phone and your hand will not move. So you're going to get a better shot because somebody else is shooting the picture. Um, you know, the another good option is that uh, shortcut where you could say, hey, and then the word Siri, say cheese. If you add that shortcut to the shortcuts app, then that will take a picture without you having to press anything. Hands free is always the best way to take a picture because it's going to get that photo without moving your phone. So there's a few things there that real, will really help your photography. I'm, I, I would be curious because I've not used Be My Eyes. Does, is Be My Eyes able to take photos? Does, any, does anybody know? They're, they're not. They're not. That's a shame. Yeah, they're, they're not able to take photos. Um, the, the closest thing you can do, well, I mean, it's a shame, but it's also good thing too since well, they yeah. are volunteers and right and right you don't want them taking pictures and not making you aware of it um the the other thing you can do though if if someone says hey yeah you have that that picture looks good you could take a screenshot i don't know how that how well that mm -hmm. would work um and and yeah and all of these are ios specific i mm -hmm. don't think there is a way to take picture um uh with a shortcut in android however with the pixel 7 and i believe it's rolling back to the pixel 6 because they have the tensor chip in them that google has produced uh, there is the guided frame feature which will guide you to to a good uh representation of your face or whatever you're trying to or, mm -hmm. or of other items what you're trying to take a picture of and then it gives you a three, two, one countdown. And after one, it automatically takes a picture, which eliminates that moving of the phone as well. Well, and, and one thing with that too, a, a lot of people don't realize this. I think Samsung has this feature. Uh, Google may, but other camera apps that you could get in the Play Store will do this for sure. There are voice activated camera apps in Google Play where you could just, and if you have your camera out, I'm, I apologize. You could just say, snap, snap 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 and it will just take pictures every time you say that word on android uh so you don't have the limitations that you do on ios so you know you can make a whole hands-free approach on android just based on the apps that can control the camera which is really neat 
Um, so there's, you know, Ira is one way. It doesn't sound like Be My Eyes is, is comparable, but you do get that five minutes on Ira a day that you can use. I think it's 24 hours. Um, it's 48 now, just 48. for clarification. Yep. Okay. Uh, things things change in tech so much, folks, it's hard to keep track of. <laughs> yep. So um, you, you know, you, you can use that every 48 hours. So get all the, the get where you want to be and take your picture quick because 48 hours is a little bit of time. Or get one of their plans. I mean, that's always an option as well. But, uh, you know, you can use apps to figure out where you are and, and what you're looking at. And I want to talk about a few of those right now. One app that uh, really is, you know, really improved in iOS 16, and you wouldn't think it would be here, is the Magnifier app. And typically that's used for in making things larger and or improving things like for low vision users. But if you have an iPhone with a uh, LiDAR, like the Pro phones, um, or a Pro iPad, like the iPad Pro with the LiDAR, you can use, uh, in the Magnifier app, there's a detection mode. And it can detect doors, people, and objects, I believe. I believe those are the three main things that it can do. But it's neat because it will tell you about the door, if it's push or pull, and if it's what kind of handle it the door has. So as you're moving around your environment, it will continuously give you information uh, about what you're you know, moving past or near. So it's a good way to get information about objects and things like that. And it's all using information on your phone uh, to make that happen. Uh, let me see if I can, um, well, I'll, I'll do a demonstration of that and a few other things in just a moment. Uh, but I just want to talk about that for a moment. Magnifier is one of those apps that you wouldn't think that uh, it would do what it does. But, uh, you know, Apple had to put the, the stuff somewhere. And so that's why they chose the Magnifier app, because it does similar things for accessibility. Okay, let's see if I can get the detection going. Okay, so I'm going to turn on voiceover. So I'm in detection mode. People detection. Off. People detection. Turn on. Actions available. People detection on. Door detection. Off. Button. Door detection on. Image descriptions. Off. Button. Image descriptions on. Appliance. Appliance. Video game. Computer keyboard. Computer monitor. Computer mouse. Wood processed. Appliance. Computer monitor. Joystick. Cord, wood processed, laptop, table, wood processed, Christmas, so, laptop, table, wood processed, laptop, table, wood processed, table, wood processed, table, wood processed, computer keyboard, computer monitor, computer mouse, joystick, wood processed, wood processed, computer monitor. And it takes a minute for it to catch up. Wood processed, wood processed, adult, 
Newspaper. Wood process. Adult. Okay, so process. I'm going to go until it's a stop. Wood process. Appliance. Image descriptions of door detection. Door detect. People detect. People detection off. So it was going through a lot of information, and it was uh, kind of getting behind. And it was funny because it said person, adult, newspaper. Uh, what it was actually looking at was a Diet Dr. Pepper bottle. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not always going to be right. Um, but it's neat because it was getting, I had a, um, a computer monitor here. I had a Xbox controller, uh, a, a wood desk, and a laptop. So it got a lot of those details right with just me waving my phone around. So uh, the magnifier app is a great way to get information about your environment. The, um, you know, another app that I really think is, is a good one is the Seeing AI app. And I know most of you guys have probably used that. Um, but, you know, you can use Seeing AI to get, to figure out what's in your environment. And the reason why I say to use these apps is it's a good way to figure out if I'm pointing my camera at this location, would this make a good picture? And so you could use that. The Envision app, uh, Envision AI, and SuperSense are good ones. Um, but, you know, there's always going to be all these different apps. So I would just try them out. But an app um, like this is a good way to independently figure out, is the thing that I'm looking for in front of me? And will it make a good picture? Because you can use the color identifier and seeing AI to figure out what's the color. You could use the light detector and figure out if the lighting is good in the room. <clears throat> uh, you could use the, um, you know, the, the depth of a field like the LIDAR to figure out um, on that explore. I don't remember the name of it, but I know seeing AI has an exploration uh, feature. And I really have not, ex have not explored that very much. <laughs> Um, but I, that's one of the features of that app I've been meaning to play with, but there's so many things out there that you can use. So I would highly recommend, you know, just trying this stuff, figuring out what makes a good picture and then, um, just seeing, uh, what works best because that's going to be your best way to do that. And then, um, make a decision there, send it to family and friends and say, Hey, look at this picture. Did I take a good picture as somebody that's, you know, if you were, if you had, um, if you didn't know I was blind, would this be a good picture? And I would be honest with, you know, tell people to be honest with you because the more that you take photos, the better you're going to get at it. And so, um, you know, those are going to be apps that you can really use to make yourself be better at. So seeing AI, Magnifier, the camera app, and um, you know, all the different things that are out there on Android, like Google Lookout, that's a great app for doing a very similar task. Um, you could use Google Lookout to, uh, to figure out where things are. And I believe there's, I don't remember the name off the top of my head. I have a Samsung phone, but there is an app that is on Samsung uh, devices that can do an AI kind of object exploration mode. 
So it doesn't matter if you have Samsung, Google, or Apple, you have the tools to figure out what's in your environment. And then it's just taking the picture, like we talked about last time, you know, figuring out what makes a good shot and then taking that, taking the shot and then figuring out the best way to, to do that. Um, so that's kind of the, the, the apps that I would use. I'm, I would be very curious to know what apps other people use. And while we're waiting for hands to raise, Michael, uh, one thing I will mention, and this is going to sound weird. I was anti this forever, honestly, until someone sent me one for free. And that is the selfie stick. And this can be a very useful piece of technology when taking pictures, especially if you want to get stable pictures, because you can swap the camera around. You can either do what the device is intended to do, and that is take selfies, or you can use it to hold your camera uh, stable while you're taking other pictures as well. And one We'll talk about this maybe uh, after we turn it over to hands and and ask the or get those questions. But one thing that uh, I, I'd like to get some thoughts on from you, Michael, is the continuity feature of the uh, of using your iPhone camera as a external camera. You did have a question in the chat, and I don't have an answer to this. I don't know if you do, but could the lidar feature be dangerous to someone's eyes? No, it is. It is not dangerous. It is not a visible light. And Michael, I just wanted to bring up a quick app as well, but we have a hand. So you want to grab the hand and then I'll come back to what I was going to say. We have Beth. Hey, Beth, how are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask. So you said, you said Siri can also help take a picture like, um, I um, deleted the shortcut app, app on my phone because I had um, my storage was full, but I can put that back on like from the app store and like, like ask Siri, take a picture. Like if I'm pointing like to the right, uh, mm-hmm. whatever I like a right. person or yeah. So I think Siri may be able to just take a picture on its own. I'm not sure. But for sure, there is a shortcut you can add called Say Cheese from the gallery. Oh, okay. And, and you just say, hey, and then the word Siri, Say Cheese, and it will run the shortcut and just take a picture. Oh, okay. Okay, that's um, interesting. I actually made a shortcut that will, uh, um, it, it has Siri's voice. It'll say something and it says, I'm going to count down from, uh, you know, a certain number. And then it takes a picture. That way you can, I called it say family so that you could get in the family portrait so that, uh, you know, you can, you can take a picture that way. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. Cause I have a problem with holding the, the phone or camera straight. So that's why I think Siri might help with that. You know, another so- thing that, Another thing that helps is the volume buttons. If you're if you're going to take a picture and you want to take a photo, you could press the volume up or down, and that will take the shot as well. Okay. The volume up or down. Yep. So Siri will not take a picture, at least in 16.2 from my observations. If you tell Siri to take a picture, it just opens the camera. Oh, oh okay. That's too bad. 
Yes, yes, it is. Marianne, do we have any yes, other questions? Yes, we do. Um, phone number ending in 974. And we do also have one in Clubhouse when we're ready. You're still uh, muted. 501, you are still yes. muted. They came in later. Maybe they didn't hit the got it button. There is one on the phone. Um, So let's jump over. Okay, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now. Absolutely. Okay, I'm sorry. I was in an elevator. I apologize. I should have never raised my hand before I got on an elevator. Um, My name is Teresa, and um, I need to replace um, a couple of tablets. One is a Samsung, and um, I also have an iPad that I haven't gotten activated yet. So I wanted to know. Can these apps like Ira and um, Seeing um, Be My Eyes, can they be used on tablets or are they for phones only? They can be used on tablets as well. Samsung or um, iPads. What about Kindles? Seeing AI will only work. Seeing AI will only work on the iPad. Um, But there are other apps that will work on like the Samsungs. Um, I do not know which of these apps are available in the Kindle, the, the fire tablet store, uh, the Amazon fire yes. store. Um, we, yes. they, they have a limited number of apps compared to Google play. So I'm not sure Correct. how much of that you'll be able to do on those tablets. I understand. Okay. Well, that was my question because I am on a flip phone as I speak, you know, maybe if I got on the blind shit, got a blind shell, <laughs> they might work. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so the blind shell does have Google Lookout on it for product identification. Uh-huh. So it'll use the camera yes. for, for that, which is awesome. Uh, and then you do oh, have wow. Ira and Be My Eyes on the blind shell as well. And it uses the camera that's located at the very top center of the back of the phone. Uh, that's directly uh-huh. above the recessed or concaved uh, SOS button. And it's very yeah. easy to feel. It's a 13 megapixel camera, which isn't the best, but it's also not a horrible camera. Like you can do a lot with 13 megapixels. Right. right. So. The fact that, Thank you know, you, if you have, um, right. If you had an app where you could go, you know, in the store and, you know, get a, access it and it could take a picture of, let's say you're standing in front of an aisle um, with cans of soup, and you say you want Progresso, um, and it says Campbell's is in front of you, you know, and you want Progresso, you'd know which way to aim your phone. I yep. think uh, that's it, correct. That, that's a little more hit and miss when in a grocery store, but it is something that you can use uh, to, to leverage that. Right. But thank you, Teresa. Appreciate yes. you joining us. Uh, we're going to jump over to Clubhouse yes, and take the hand there. So okay. go ahead, all right, in Very Clubhouse, we you. have Patty. Hi, sorry. Um, so I'm curious to know it, what information you can share. I enter, sorry, I don't know what that noise is. Um, I interviewed a writer slash blind photographer. Uh, years ago named Pranav Lau and he uses the V-O-I-C-E uh, software which turns 
sound into images. Do you all know anything about that? Can you explain that? I've heard him on several uh, shows, including CNN since then, and his work is published. His photography is published. But I'm just curious what you all know about that. If you might share with the group what you know about it. Because I'm not smart enough to do it. <laughs> I've not. Michael Murray. Yeah, I've I've heard of this app. I've not actually explored it. His information is quite phenomenal, and the pictures that he takes are reported to be quite quite good. He does a lot of nature, uh, different things like that. So I was just curious because uh, it what the demonstration that he gives on the. Um, what is that stupid show that comes on on Wednesdays? Okay, there's a podcast that comes anyway. Um, so he he does a couple of interviews. You can just Google blind photographer Pranav P A R N A V Lal L A L, and you'll find all kind of information. So I was just curious about that because it does seem to work quite well, and it might oh. be good for. It seemed to assist him with things like spatial disorientation. So um, his interview is on my podcast and some others that I've heard, and um, he's quite good. So I was just curious. Anyway, well, I'll go away and and let you go forward. Thank you. One thing I want to mention with that is, uh, that I've heard about that app before, but one one thing that to keep in mind is with a lot of these like apps like Seeing AI and others that will describe your environment, you're going to get a lot of the details. And as long as you have the things that you're trying to take a picture of in your shot, um, you know you're you're not going to be getting everything by sound per se as you would with the um, app that was mentioned, but. Uh, you'll still be able to get a good shot and uh, because some people are not able to process the sound into something their mind can can interpret so uh, the the nice thing is there's options and that's the beauty of a smartphone is we have options of what apps to pick and things like that so um, that that's really the nice things about having all of these apps out there you know one app that I didn't mention earlier that I wanted to mention uh, and I hope it's still in the store, is uh, Selfie X. And this app will guide you. It was one of the first to guide you to taking a good selfie with your phone. And it had voice prompts. It didn't use voiceover and things like that. So uh, I just wanted to put that one out there. If you are trying to take a good selfie, like a picture of yourself, uh, that's an option as well. And we do have one more hand in Clubhouse. I'm not sure what the situation is in Zoom, but so far we just have one here. And we just have one more here. So let's do Clubhouse real quick, and then we'll All come right. back to Zoom. Next up in Clubhouse is Alan Yoder. Hey, Alan. How you doing? Hello. Um, I had found an application on my watch that can act as – it's an Apple Watch. Uh, it can act as a camera remote or to you know trigger the shutter. Uh, so you can position the phone, say, on that selfie stick you mentioned or um, uh, even a, a mini tripod or something and uh, use the uh, the watch as a separate activator so your phone won't uh, jerk around and such. That might be something to play with. 
Yes, good point. That's a really good option. And the reason why, uh, what it could also do, you could use your the camera app on your watch as the viewfinder for your camera. So somebody can be holding your camera and, you know, if you have a little bit of low vision, you could be watching what they're doing through your, through your watch. So that's pretty neat too. And Zoom. Who do we have in Zoom? We have Nora's iPad, please. Hey, Nora. How you doing? Hi, I'm doing great. And I was thinking, as you were talking about Siri, uh, telling you, uh, I'm not sure if, if I can give us on my iPad 16.2. Um, I have Siri, and I'm wondering if I could say, hey, Siri, take a picture on this one. So... It, it appears to not actually take a picture without a third-party uh, shortcut. When you tell Siri mm-hmm. to take a picture, it seems to just be opening the camera at this time, and then you yeah. would have. Yep, mm-hmm. and then you'd have to check uh, at that point. So, uh, but but good good luck. There is a camera on the iPad. I think all of them have cameras, don't they, Michael? Yes, they yeah. do. Yes. Yep. So yeah. Yep. Thank you, Nora. Uh, Michael, to answer your question, one of the apps that I use that I'm kind of surprised you didn't mention is Envision AI, and I use that on my iPhone and on the Pixel phone, and it's now free for people, too. I mentioned it briefly, but yeah, Uh, Envision AI is very nice, and you know, I believe you could use it to take pictures. The only thing on the iPhone version of Envision AI, I've seen it crash and have several you know, laggy issues. And so that's kind of been my hang up with it compared to the glasses. I think the glasses are, are where uh, they, sh- where Envision shines, but I do think that their app has a lot of uh, great features. So I would highly recommend it as well. If you're uh, really into doing video and photography, there's a great app called Filmic Pro. And that app stands out above the rest because it allows you to use the different cameras on your phone individually. So you can actually pull up a screen and you can actually see through three different or two different, depending on which phone you have and how many lenses it has, the view out of each one of those lenses. So, you know, you have like the wide angle, big lens and you have the other lenses. So that app's pretty cool for being able to utilize the different lenses individually. So that stands out for for that if you're into video and photography. Right. And in the camera app, they have it where you can hold down the volume up or volume down buttons and it will take a video uh, and only record for the amount of time that you hold the the volume buttons. So there's a lot. There's so many different ways uh, of using the phone uh, and things like that. And then uh, one of the things that I don't know, uh, Michael and Marty, I don't know if you guys knew about this. Uh, If you go back into your photos app after you've taken pictures, I it helps to go and take all your pictures for the day and then go plug your phone in at night and let your phone cook. You know, uh, your phone does a lot of artificial intelligence work when it's plugged in, when it's on the charge. Um, so go in, let it cook, let it figure out. It'll run AI over all of your pictures. Some people think that's creepy, but you know, I think it's great cause it's all on your device. Um, and then you could go back and look at all your pictures and you could go into the people section of the photos app and label 
who all the people are. And then your phone will try to go through the rest of your pictures and say, is this one so-and-so? Is this one a picture of Michael Babcock? Is this one a picture of Marty? Is this one a picture of this? You know, And then you could label them, and you could go back and look at pictures of a person that you've taken in the past. And it's really nice because I could say, okay, I want to see all the pictures of my mother, or I want to see all the pictures of my father. I want to see the family pictures. And you can actually see who all is in one picture. Did you guys know about that? I did not. I mean, I I vaguely knew about it. Like I knew it was possible, but I did not know that it would do that automatically. Mm -hmm. Once you start telling it, um, you know, who people are, then it will start learning. And it's really neat. That is uh, Google photos will do something similar too. And that's something I don't think a lot of people on the iPhone know too, that I'll share is when you have photos on your phone and they're taking up a lot of room, uh, I am all about backing up your backups um, because things can happen. So uh, it is possible to have your pictures automatically uploaded to either or both uh, Google Drive and Dropbox as well as iCloud at the same time. It looks like Another we do have th- a question here in Zoom. Yeah, um, we have Deb. Hey, Deb, how you doing? Good. And I, this is an app I use, and you may have already talked about it, but I use one called AB Shutter. And I also have an iPhone that has a leather strap on the back of it. So like when I want to take a picture of a daffodil or something, I can't get down there to see what it's doing. So I put the camera in front of it and then click the, um, it's like a remote control. So I can just click it in my pocket. Oh, neat. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. That is. They're about $10 on Amazon. They're um, the one the last one I have is AB shutter because it had a distinct on and off. You know how we like things that we know if they're on or off. Yeah. And so I could turn it on or off. And I just kept it on a lanyard tied to my strap so that, because you know how sometimes getting your face to see if it's a good picture. Anyway, just to make it all. If and you have a little bit of easy vision, connect to your phone when you got it, was it a easy setup process? Uh, yeah, just Bluetooth, tap, pair, gone, done. Great. And then it automatically it connects called, after that. What, what was it called exactly? A, B, so like alpha, beta. Mm-hmm. Shutter. Great. S H U T T E R. Great. Well, thanks for the tip. That's all the hands for now. What about over in Clubhouse? We currently do not have any hands. All right. Go ahead, Michael. You can continue. Sorry about that. No problem. So, you know, with with the um with detecting people and things like that, there there's a lot of you know ways you can utilize that. So, you know, if you don't know who all the pictures are of a person, you know, you can get some assistance and label them. But your your phone has some really neat ways of you know helping you figure out who are who's all in pictures. You know, and you could also look up pictures by location as well. Uh, when you take a, fi- a photo, it actually will geotag that photo so you could see okay i took these photos in texas these photos in san diego these photos in you know wherever you take them so you have ways of knowing where 
when, and you know, we talked about labeling photos last time. So there's all these different ways of labeling your photos. Uh, the one thing that I was going to mention earlier and I totally forgot what it was. And, and so I'm glad I remembered is that the Amazon a lady devices, a L E X a, uh, if you have one of the echo show devices, you can set the background of your Echo Show to be your Amazon Photos. So if you upload to the Amazon Photos cloud, um, then you can make your Echo Show into a digital uh, picture frame. I'm sure you could probably do this with the Nest Hub as well for Google, but it's really neat using you know your Echo Show as a uh, picture frame. So that's another neat use of your photos as well. That's awesome. Um, I believe you can do that with the Nest Hub, if I remember right, if your photos are in uh, Google Photos. And I believe, too, Michael, um, you can set your Apple TV screen screensaver to your photos, too, can't you? You can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now with your iPhone and iPad, um, you can set uh, your... And this is really neat. Now that I think about this, the iPad had an old feature where you can make the iPad into a picture frame. They removed this feature from the iPad, but now that you could set the custom wallpapers, you can make it into a picture frame again. That is cool. Here is a safety tip I will throw out. Uh, People were talking about using their device to contact somebody on the other end to use their camera to figure out what they're looking at in front of them. Someone specifically was talking about identifying the different soups that may be on a shelf in a grocery store. So... Ira, they hire their staff and those people are vetted. But there's other third party apps out there where they use what they call, you know, crowd sourcing. And those are people who volunteer their time to, you know, use the app. And if somebody calls in, they can look through the camera and help you see what you're looking at or what you're looking for the same way as Ira would. Those people are not vetted. So things to think about if you're going to use a third-party app that's not Ira is do not show any personal information or anything that they could compromise any of your, you know, credit cards or, you know, banking information or any of that stuff. So when you're using, you know, those third-party apps, just make sure that you're paying attention to what kind of information that you're giving them so that you don't get yourself in a compromised position. Very important to uh, think about that. And if you do get worried about that, then I would stick with using Ira. What were you going to say, Michael? And this even goes for your object detection apps that use AI. Sometimes these apps do send the information up to the cloud. And unless you really trust the, the manufacturer of the app, uh, they, a, a, if you get, um, uh, let's, let's just call this app OCR one, two, three from Google play. Um, you don't know where that data is going. So even though it's not using a real person, your data could still be uploaded to a server that you don't know. So vet the apps that you use, check the ratings, make sure that they are reputable, and then make your decision if you're going to use them to upload uh, data to their servers. 
Michael, I want to mention an, another app that I use as well that I I am surprised that people don't know about it, but I'm also surprised that uh, I'm surprised. So uh, one of those convoluted things. If you are on Windows, this is specifically for Windows. It will not work on the Mac, unfortunately. Um, there is an app that was written by a engineer at Microsoft called CanYouSeeMe.app, A-P-P. And this is a EXE file that you just download and then you put it wherever you want it. And then once you've uh, downloaded it and put it, you open up the app and it will tell you if it sees one face in focus or what it sees. And then you tap escape to close the app. Very good. If you're going into professional zoom meetings where you don't have dogs barking in the background, because you know, that's what they like to do, but very good uh, at, at letting you know, Hey, there's one person in focus uh, or, or it tells you move camera back or, or move or look up or stuff like that. So you get the details of how much of your face uh, the the other people on the other end will be able to see. That's fantastic. When we're ready, we do have a hand in Clubhouse. Go for it. Okay. First up is Lynn Snyder. Hey, you guys. Hey, Lynn. Doing a great job today. Um, the the if my Christmas wish, if I had you know a developer that could make me this. It's something where, like, as a blind person, if you drop something, you can get help finding it. Um, today, I dropped a fish pill, you know, one of those omega-3. And needless to say, I really didn't want to, like, step on that thing and crush it into my carpet. Because <laughs> that would be pretty darn nasty. Um, and then last week, I dropped a Tide Pod on, the, you know, one of those things you put in the washer. And I couldn't find it. Well... Let's say I found it with my bare feet the other day. Oh, no. <laughs> Stepped on that thing and squished it. It was <laughs> so nasty. So, I don't know. I would love that. Like, if you could have an app where you can say, hey, I, I, I'm looking for the top to my deodorant. And you can just move the camera around and see if it could find it. You know, I just think that would be so cool. But I guess there's nothing that does that yet. Nothing Unless yet, but I Ira. think it's... Nothing yet, but I think it's coming because we've identified, we've taught AI so many different things and our cameras on our phones are good enough to do it. I bet that we could have a, um, there's a, there's a online protocol called, uh, online system called Dolly, D-A-L-L-E, where you can tell it what to make and it will draw it or create it for you because it has seen so many different images. So I bet with the AI that we have and those kind of things that something could be built, but it's just connecting that to a phone camera and things like that. Uh, and then or have like it, if we could have something that would help us kill a fly, <laughs> wouldn't that be right. awesome? Cause that is one thing that being blind. Oh boy, that is a challenge. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think it could be I done. I would like it's to just see somebody building. actually make a game of an insect um, finding game. That would be really fun, wouldn't it? Like if you had 3D or you had like the technology, you could like have your fly swatter and try, mm -hmm. try to like, <laughs> kill the fly or the bee or whatever. That would be Believe interesting. Believe it or not, it with the ergonomics of the iPhone, it could be done uh, again, yeah. just like with um, the MetaQuest and all those things. The problem would be 
Uh, people don't know where the boundaries of the room, the real boundaries are. And I, I could just see somebody now go to hit a fly and they bash a hole through their wall with their iPhone <laughs> or break a window. I thought <laughs> yeah. you were going to say the problem is legs, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, so thank you, Lynn. Appreciate it. That, that, that was a good idea. And we do have another raised hand here. All right. Um, next up is Tony. Hey, Hi, Tony. Tony. How you doing? Here you go. Okay. It's unfortunately not Tony, but it is DJ on Tony's phone. Um, now I forgot what question. Oh, now I remember. Okay. So when you were talking earlier about the function of the, um, the camera, it would show your face or show you or whatever. Um, if you're looking to uh, scan something or whatever, does it have some kind of feature that while your camera is showing the, the, the front facing or something like that there, that you can switch over to the rear camera if you're like looking to take a picture of something or something like that there? Yes, each app app has its own way of switching between the two cameras, like the front and back facing. Uh, Like Mm -hmm. the camera app does have a rotate uh, button or something like that. FaceTime has one, so if you're on video on FaceTime. um, Like Seeing AI and others may not have one. Um, I don't remember seeing one in that app, but I do know most apps do have a a button to rotate the camera to front, um, front or back. Thank you for taking my question. No problem. Thank you, DJ. Appreciate it. All right. Yeah. Any other hands in Clubhouse Chanel? Um, not that I see currently, but I'm going to check on that. Perfect. Marianne, do we have any mm-hmm. uh, Zoom hands? No, we do not. Hands. Currently. Perfect. <laughs> not, not currently. So, Michael, do you have anything else? You know, I'm, I really appreciate you guys having me here. I, I think the next time we do one of these, um, the, the last photography um, talk and, you know, just to kind of give you guys a taste, we're going to talk about what do you do after you take that photo? What, how do you uh, handle the photo after it's taken? You've, you've gotten the, the basics of camera use. You've gotten all those things. But now what do you do with it? How do you, um, how do you send it to people? How do you make it look better? How do you figure out, you know, if you should keep it or not? Those kind of things. And so we're we're going to look at that next time. So because, we've talked. Oh, go ahead. Because post-production, just like in on audio, post-production of uh, post-producing and uh, editing and making a photo look good is just as important in the visual world. So we're going to talk about some accessible ways of doing that, which I think a lot of folks will really be interested in. I have a question for you then. So we've talked a lot about photos and taking pictures, but can a lot or all of the concepts that we've, we've shared over the last two weeks be also used in taking video? And do you have any feedback on using the camera to take video? So I think the best way to take a good video is again, to find out what's in your shot, what's going to be in your, the subject of your video before you get going and then take your video, try to keep it stationary. Selfie stick will help with a video. You always want to keep it stationary. 
Uh, your these new cameras and new phones do have image stabilization that are getting better and better. But the more stable you could be, the better. And um, you know, believe it or not, your phone's microphones are pretty good for a home video. You can mm-hmm. hook up other mics uh, to the iPhone but you're going to be doing pretty well with what you have built in as long as you don't put your fingers over the microphones. Uh, and that kind of differs by the phone. Uh, now, one thing I would recommend though, is go into, I believe it's the camera settings and change the uh, audio to be stereo. Uh, because then your audio is going to sound huh. so much better in your videos. Yeah. It'll give it more of that spatial awareness. Right. For that. I got to play with that. I didn't even know you could go in and do that. Yes, huh. you can. And, okay. and the funny thing is it's not in the voice memos app. It's, uh, you need just press record to enable that feature for audio playback or audio recording. But in the camera app, there's, uh, you know, we talked about setting it to raw for the best uh, uh, camera shots, but you can set it to stereo audio as well. And you may even be able to set the format. I don't remember, but for sure you could set between the the mono or stereo uh, in the photo, in the camera, in the camera settings. Okay, now let me ask you one more question before we wrap it up. That is very important, and it makes a huge difference to everyone but myself and other people who can't see at all. And that is portrait or landscape videos. So landscape videos for your home movies. Now, if you're going to be making a short video for YouTube shorts or TikTok and other things, you want to use the portrait. So it just depends on the content that you're trying to create. um, And that all matters. Same with pictures too. You know, there's several different kinds of of pictures and, you know, we'll talk about that more next time because, you know, timing, but you know, there's square pictures, there's, you know, um, panorama, there's all these others and we'll get into more of that. But uh, there's so many different ways that you can, you know, keep this stuff. So, um, just depends on what you're doing really and uh that is awesome because someone once told me they said the format of your video on youtube would be better in landscape mode and i'm like what are you talking about just just watch it vertically that's what you should do uh so so good (laughs) to know that that it does make a big difference right Well, thank you, Michael. I really appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to check one more time with Chanel and Marianne to see if we have any hands. Chanel? We do not. Nor do we in Zoom. Perfect. Well, then I think I will let Marty wrap it up. Again, thank you, Michael, for joining us. We greatly appreciate you spending the time with us and and the energy and and, uh, sharing the information that you had. If you the listener are interested in going back and listening to what we uh, learned from Michael today, or you want to go back to two weeks ago and listen to the first session, you can do so on both ACB community podcast or the unmute presents on ACB community podcast feed unmute presents. will have some additional content. Uh, we'll have more of a longer form content this coming Thursday and something short on new year's day that I just thought of would be a good presentation so uh, marty doesn't even know about it but you guys are going to have some some good content then and then we will be back next tuesday with your questions and answers and uh on the 10th then uh we will have Raz mobility come and share about the mini vision 2 which does also have a camera so marty how can people contact us and wrap it up for us 
Yeah, I just want to say thanks to Michael for coming out one last time. We really appreciate you coming out and talking to us. I would also like to thank Marianne, Chanel, and Herbie for our staff work today and everyone putting in the hard work and showing up. If you guys want to get a hold of us, you can get a hold of us at unmutepresents at gmail.com. Everyone have a great holiday. We'll see you guys next year, and we'll be back with our regularly scheduled programming with your tech questions and hopefully answers for your tech questions. And again, everybody have a great holiday and we'll see you next time. Thanks a lot. You you just had to get that next year in there, didn't you, Marty? Next year. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks a lot, everyone. Have a good one. 